0: Before we get this episode started, we've got a major milestone to announce. Run of the Score has turned one year old. We made our debut in July of 2017. It's been a banner year. Here's to many more. Thank you very much to everybody who's been listening to us, whether it's from episode one or if this is the first time you're checking us out, we thank you very much. We can only promise you that there's more good stuff to come. Now this week we're starting a two-part special where we're looking at each team and the guys we like on each team uh, to kind of accompany our rankings which of course you've all listened to a bunch so we're here to celebrate and we're also here to look at some of our favorite players going into this year let's run up the score you're listening to run up the score a fantasy football podcast Hello, 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 everybody! Welcome to Up Score. It's Donald here with Scott Sports, and he's back. (laughs) Our Maltese Falcon, Tom Hillier. Hey, everybody! Gentlemen, happy birthday!
1: Goo goo caca. (laughs) I won! I won!
0: Yeah, we're one year old. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It does for me because flew by. I mean
1: we're literally doing the rankings you know it's like the oh sa- yeah so it's kind of like it's like the cycle starting to
0: start over yeah, okay I'm
1: mock drafting while driving right safely <laughs> of course though <laughs> i'm just kidding well yeah this is an down, you're so mock drafting safe. in an uber
0: yeah that's actually the only reason i take ubers so you can i got draft. an uber the other day i was like hey can you just drive around <laughs> my block while i mock draft he was like why don't you just do that in your computer on your in your house i was like Am I paying you or no? I need the speed. <laughs> so, I need the adrenaline. Get um, my heart going. I need going. to yeah, simulate like an austere environment. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I definitely know what austere means, by the way. Spell it. Um, A-U-S-T-E-R-E. <laughs> Probably. That's right. We're a spelling podcast now. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, we are starting a two-part special today. We're, we did the rankings and... Believe it or not, like there were guys on certain teams that we actually missed, despite the fact that we ranked 20 quarterbacks, 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, and 15 tight ends. There were still some guys that we wanted to talk about, but didn't quite get the chance to. So instead of going by position, now we're just going by team and we're talking about um, not just guys that we like, but we're also talking about draft values that we like yeah for sure. like hey like i like this guy's adp maybe not his talent level but i definitely like where his adp is at right now yeah Uh, and
1: things we think of in terms of teams as well right because yeah one
0: go ahead scott one of the most important parts i think of of looking at a team and analyzing what their fantasy value is going to be is actually more who they play against than who they actually are yeah (laughs) as weird as that is you know well we always talk
1: about divisional teams and like who they get to play because that is relevant because they get to play them twice. Right. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. You know, just in the general population, but obviously you get your Steelers, you get to play the Browns twice. Beautiful. You know? Great stuff. You got to love that every single time. And then you realize that some teams are trash and the new trash team might be the Dolphins this year.
0: Right. Or the Raiders. So, Yeah.
1: So you might even be able That's to a good beat Yep, yeah, well you might even be able to beat up on the Dolphins with a Jet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't take an Antonio Brown against the Browns. Yeah. It could even be good. a Bill yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be um, a Joe Schmo,
0: and the other thing that we always like to talk about as well is is the storylines. Like we kind of do follow the storylines, even though it's you know fantasy is such a statistical kind of focus. But like the storylines of a season unfold, and that kind of helps guide our thinking too. Like we go back to last year, like the perfect example. And I don't mean to pick on you, Scott, but Week 16, Scott shuts down Todd Gurley because he's playing against the Titans, who were who had been. To to your credit, they had been lights out against running backs. Right. And what did Tom say? Well, he didn't play it against Todd Gurley yet. <laughs> right? And I was like and I was like, and what was I thinking? Like I was like, you know, Todd Gurley's trying to build an M V P case here. So it'd be in his best interest to go off. And of course he did, and yeah. he won a lot of people championships that week. So we don't want to ignore that. And so we're gonna be taking a look at all of that within each team. Now, because of that, that's a lot to get through with each team. So there's no way we're getting through all thirty two today. So no today is going to be the NFC, and then next week we're going to do the AFC,
1: and then the next week we're going to do the XFL.
0: Yes, and then the next when league. they come back in twenty twenty. Exactly. Well, what about pretty, Johnny Football's yeah. league? What? What? When did they CFL? Yeah, they started. When's Training camp was like job? a month ago. Did they start the games yet? Maybe.
1: I think he threw a touchdown or like some like maybe it was
0: a scrimmage or whatever. Oh, right. I saw a headline. Nice. Manziel throws first touchdown pass. By the way, Johnny Manziel, still the last Browns starting quarterback to win a game.
1: Yeah, he won. <laughs> like, against Chargers. Mo- he literally won more than they won in the last two seasons. Yeah,
0: nice. So not too bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's, get, let's get started with the team who's actually really kind of got the only noteworthy thing, especially for drafts because, you know, as much as we hate to admit, teams, leagues might be drafting uh, by now. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers got himself a two-game suspension Sure did. Uh, for substance abuse or for performance enhancers. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, Scott, in the last mock draft episode that we did, Aaron Jones was the only Packer running back drafted. Yeah. Which I think now is going to shift to Jamal Williams. Yeah. In Ty Montgomery. I like Ty Montgomery.
1: He's going really late. Something people forget about him is in that first exposure, he was actually on pace to out-touch David Johnson the year prior. Yeah. So they were just giving him the ball like gangbusters. Obviously, someone with a passing skill set or, you know, receiving skill set in the backfield with Aaron Rodgers stands to benefit a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: whoever that's going to be, Jamal Williams did a pretty good job at it himself. Right. So it's somebody's job to earn. And I think it's somebody's job to uh, they don't have to be a one man show back there. Yeah, not necessarily. And I think both. I don't think they want to be. Well, I mean, even if you look down the road l- last year, like toward the end of the year, I had FanDuel lineups where I was just playing like Monday, Thursday, and I was yeah. starting Jamal Williams and Aaron and Jones. And Aaron Jones, yeah. And it's fine.
0: Right. But Jamal Williams does now get that two-game tryout to say, hey, like, no. I can be the guy. Right. Yeah. With with time on being I think, the third down guy, it would seem. I think when a two-game suspension like that, they might rely on time on a little more, you know, just because he's always been around and he's Roger's boy and they throw so much that – I think Tymont for free right now at the end. You might you yeah. might be able to start him. I feel like my take right now on Tymont is I'm not touching him in standard. You loved him last year. I did love him last year. I don't this year. I really think they're going to try to get Jones and Williams more involved and, and more acclimated because, you know, I don't think they want Aaron Rodgers, you know, going down and doing the – the scramble show. Well, because that's how he got hurt last year. For
1: me to wrap it up, I don't know if we want to wrap it up, but this is my final thought. Well, on definitely, it, we that, need to
0: wrap up the running backs to get I'm to not, everybody else.
1: I'm not going to, I'm not really targeting them because the Packers with Aaron Rodgers healthy throw in the red zone and the yeah. 10 zone and the five zone and the one yeah. more than anybody in the NFL. So if the touch if the touchdowns aren't going to be there for a running back, it's kind of hard to get excited, especially right. when
0: you're talking standard leagues. And that was reflected because in the mock draft episode that Scott and I did while you were gone, Tom, Aaron Jones was like I a double you. digit guy, and we did miss you a lot. Oh well, we I, I, I and did. I, we had it pegged too because I was like, Tom would have wanted us to take Manny Sanders here, and that was like the first thing that you said. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I definitely would have taken Sanders there. Um, but just to kind of get to the other Packers, I think Devontae Adams ADP right now is great. Yeah, You know, he's he's a basically a lock for 10 touchdowns. He's, you know, hopefully going to get to that 100-catch, 1,000-yard threshold that Tom thinks he can get to. I think Randall Cobb, you know, he's got like eighth, ninth double-digit ADP. I think he's an interesting value if you miss on Adams. But I think Jimmy Graham is still a little too pricey for a tight end with the patellar injury that, you know, could go at any moment going to a new team.
1: I think he's kind of worth the gamble, but you've got to realize what you you're You of doing. all people yeah. think he's worth the gamble. Well, I'm not going to draft him, but I think okay. that like when I face him, I'm I'm fearful, you're worried. I'm okay. fearful because Yeah, you're
0: going to be like some weeks you're going to be like, "Damn, I should have picked Jimmy Graham." At yeah, least yeah. one yeah. of my leagues. It's like it's yeah. so
1: obvious. Of course I yeah. should have had him. <laughs> and then
0: the other weeks when he has zero, you'll yeah, think but, differently.
1: You know, do I think that he's worth what what round would you say his adp is right now i think it's like five fifth, six, six? Seventh. that's not that bad yeah like when you think of like jordan reed back in his heyday of adp not even his heyday of performance yeah he was third or third. fourth so if you don't think jimmy graham can be in the top five in the fifth sixth round it is somewhat appealing to me yeah, yeah. if my team is loaded already i could pull a trigger but yeah uh especially if he falls i could pull a trigger but yeah
0: you know, to me, it's tough to get to get loaded at that point. You would have to have like some real studs. And yeah. I, I, took a uh, deep dive into the the uh, schedules and the the pass attack for the the uh, pack the Packers, Packers. The, the pack, pack attacks. <laughs> <pass> <laughs> yeah. attack. I was trying to like compute that in my brain, but uh, they're gonna have it tough this year. Their their matchups actually aren't that great. Um, some they're ranking like some of the worst in the league, but you got to trust that just Rogers will be able to get it done. And I, I think. think that's kind of reflected in the fact that Rodgers' ADP is like back end third, low end fourth. Well, I think
1: it's also just divisional. Yeah, You've got uh, the Lions being more formidable with yeah. Slay, the Vikings and their whole gang. Right, right? And then the Bears actually showing out, especially at home and all that. But Aaron Rodgers has always been Which a Which I matchup. believe
0: is where they open. I think they open in Chicago.
1: They, I know that they play each other week one, but um, Aaron Rodgers has always been a matchup breaker. I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about no. the Packers either. Yeah, we're certainly
0: not trying to dissuade people from drafting Yeah,
1: Devonta him. Adams, 100 catches, 1,000 yeah. yards, 10 touchdowns. Let's the do pulse. it.
0: Let's stay in that division. Let's kind of try to take this by division. And actually, let's go to the Bears because I feel like with the Bears, like we kind of are interested in getting a piece of this offense (laughs) no matter who it is. Scott, I thought you brought up a great point that Trey Burton is kind of that safety valve guy. He's going as like the seventh, eighth tight end. And really, like, I feel like a lot of people just don't know where to take him. Yeah. Because, like, he's got the potential. He's a young guy, he's a talented guy. He threw a touchdown in the, uh, Super Bowl, that's right. We brought it up again. Nice, good job. uh, Yep, you're very welcome. Um, And so, like, I like him, you know, where he's going right now. If he starts to creep up, I might be a little too worried. I've already expressed my concerns with Allen Robinson coming off the ACL, but I think where the interest really lies for me with the Bears this year is Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard because they both have good ADPs for where they're going, and they could both really do some big things this year. Strength of schedule based off of... Last year's total points scored based and the matchups that you have going for this year. Number one running back position, Chicago Bears. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Bears. I'm I'm right there with you, Don. I think this is an amazing year for Jordan Howard, who in the thousand mock drafts I've done, seems like he just keeps slipping further and further back.
1: I was just going to bring that up because Tariq Cohen is coming up. Jordan Howard's going down. Perfect. So it is a weird... uh it's a weird relationship because I still do want Tariq Cohen, but yeah. now that the price is getting so
0: good on Jordan Howard. It's like, how do you how do you pass it up on Is him? Yeah. it a situation, because we've kind of been talking, Tom, especially you, about like owning Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Could you see yourself doing that with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen?
1: In a weird way, I, I don't see myself doing yeah. that. Um, I not know as it's, proven it's, as Howard. As it feels more risky. It though, right? feels just. It feels like it feels investing so much in the Bears is tough, but it's also like I don't want to invest in the Titans that much. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's the big reason on that one is that Jordan Howard is his ADP is still high. Yeah. So it's not costing me the same thing as Second, DeMarco third Murray. round guy right it's now. It's not costing me the same thing as Demarco Murray. Okay. So when I'm getting Demarco Murray and Deion Lewis, they're right. both Derrick Henry, not Demarco DeMar- Murray. But. That's a, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I think they're uh, both in like the middle rounds where they're like flex range and neither has to be anywhere. When you draft Jordan Howard, you feel pretty committed. Okay.
0: I think um, for two QB leagues, I like Trubisky as a backup, like drafting him as your third or fourth guy. I think he could be one of those guys that kind of, can swing a two quarterback league. I'm starting in week one, and my Fanduel already yeah, said I already said it two months ago. I'm sticking to it, and uh, already set your lineup two months no, ago. I already said it um, on the podcast. Uh, okay. Sorry, I was like, a couple months ago. Do you
1: even listen to this podcast? Never. I do. I just didn't hear it clearly. Do listen to professional me? Professional level headphones. Anyways, um, Alan Robinson health. We're we're
0: considering it a done deal. I think he'll be ready. I just don't know if I'm gonna. With where his ADP they're is, they're claiming he's going to be a hundred percent. But I, I, I agree with Don. I'm not. You know, I'd love to. See I love in the, the Bears, first. but uh, he's not one of the guys that I love on yeah. the Bears. I wouldn't
1: have let uh, Cameron Meredith walk.
0: No. no, and they could have done something a little bit different. Everybody on ESPN brings it up. Like if they had done whatever, um, Detroit. Let me start with the defense because this is a sneaky usable defense in positive matchups. I had them for a while last year, Jets and I was kind of just riding them. They do play the Jets week one. I mean, you're not going to start the Lions defense against Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to have to see how Captain Kirk does in Minnesota, so you may not want to start the Lions defense against the Vikings either. But they're in the mix for the stream. Oh, they're in the stream it, for it, sure. I
1: would prefer to stream. I prefer to own a defense anyway that maybe has one or two good matchups in a row, but then I'm streaming, and I have no issue dropping them yeah. because I don't want to be dropping position players to like have two defenses on my roster to think I'm so slick. Oh look, I've got these two and uh, if I, play, and I could just ups, play yeah I'll play the matchups for the rest of the year. It's not really worth it. No. Um it, it's just a stupid little thing. Yeah. But I think uh their defensive fantasy outlook is a little bit boosted off that insane game they had with the saints where both teams yeah. had like almost had, 30, oh, they combined yeah. for five defensive yeah. and special teams. Touchdowns. Yeah. That was so, a crazy I mean, week. That's like an outliers outlier. So oh, if you yeah. take that away from them. I don't think that they're, they're an amazing fantasy option, but I would definitely play them week one. I'll probably draft them to play week one in some league. All
0: yeah. right. Uh, let's, the receivers, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, love them both. We want a piece of them where they're going right now, yeah. no matter which one it is. If I had to pick, obviously, I'm taking Marvin, but um, I don't want to pick, so I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm taking one of them though, for sure. And Carry I, on yeah. johnson I like it if you can get him, you know, as your last guy and you're you feel like you're pretty set because he could be a stash guy, like we said it's a really good idea to get these rookie running backs and just stash them.
1: Yeah, I think he's more of like a long-term play, so more for your dynasty leagues yeah. because Garrett Blunt, he doesn't sign long deals, so he, he's not going to be there after a while. And if he can prove his mettle, then the backfield will be his yeah. eventually because
0: Theo Riddick
1: is obviously not going to do either of the things that those guys yeah. do.
0: Stafford's positioning with among quarterbacks has been interesting. In our first mock draft, he was like QB7, and in the one that Scott and I just did, he was the t- he was our starter. Yep. when we were the last team once again of course to draft our starting quarterback and so true to our brand of yeah. course uh a year in you should know what's coming at this point mm-hmm. um but just just interesting cuz yeah, cuz it, it used to be like you said Tom you used still to say I'm just using my last pick on Stafford Yeah, uh, and that doesn't seem like you're going to be able to do that this year so i'm sorry for your loss <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's, tough it time, is right?
1: still higher than it has been yeah um even if it's in the 10th round like you just mentioned it's usually way 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 in the back I think in, like, a dynasty startup that I did, I got him deep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, just deep. That's Well, he is getting up there. Like, I think he's entering or approaching his 30s. Yeah, but, Um, I
1: mean, how many years do I have to... These guys are starting to get
0: better into their, like, later 30s. Well, they just paid him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Big bucks. We got one more team left in the NFC North. It's Minnesota. Dalvin Cook. Second round value. If he wasn't coming off an ACL injury... I bet we would be saying that's a really good value for what Dalvin Cook did last year. Uh, But unfortunately, he is. um, Worth the risk, you think, guys? I do.
1: I think at that value, at that price, he's a little high. Yeah. Uh, They still have Latavius Murray. I think he can do a lot of what LeGarrette Blunt could do to carry on Johnson, that kind of thing. And it's very, very aggravating to see your guy bust his butt going up and down the field just to get vultured at the goal line. And uh, I'm not sure that I want a guy who I think might get vultured in the second round. I want a guy who I think is going to score touchdowns in the second round. I think there's still really good guys in the second round floating around. Devonta Freeman, Melvin Gordon falls back there, and I'm all over him this year. So for me, just with the value he's around, even Jordan Howard. Yeah. Uh, I am not sure that I would uh pull the trigger on Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah. Slips yeah. into the third though, it's a different story for Dalvin Cook. Well, so think. is
1: so is Shady. Yeah. So is Devonta Freeman. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey.
0: There's a lot of guys out there that seem like they're gonna have a lot more standalone value than Dalvin Cook seems like he could have, although they but, really put him on the fast track to being the workhorse and he starts off the year. I don't know if you guys remember how bad these three defenses were against the run. Week one against San Fran. Ooh. Week worst. two against Green Bay. Pretty freaking three bad. against Buffalo. Off the it. worst. Those like, were the three worst. Yeah, those the are three bad. worst. So those were
1: our hot targets. Those were our soft targets all last year. And yep.
0: you know, looking at, you know, kind of the additions that they've made to their teams and stuff, those teams really didn't improve those aspects of their team that much in the offseason. No. So he could really get off to a huge start like he did last year and kind of take take it away again. Honestly
1: and honestly guys, this makes me want to draft Latavius Murray. Yeah. Really? Like just he's not being drafted he's very not, highly. Yeah. Maybe eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth or not at all. Maybe you're in a ten man or something like that. Pick him up. Take Why a not? flyer. He scores like – if he goes Mike Gillisley week one and scores just three random touchdowns. Him. <laughs> oh, man, he's on the trading block faster yep. than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. I will try to steal him away – like not steal him away, steal value from right. you uh, with him. Yeah, I agree. Him.
0: I like that. All right, we got uh, East, West, and South. First one of you who to say one of those three. Well, we're not going to talk West. about
1: Kyle Rudolph.
0: I'd like to oh, talk sorry, about yeah. him. So we'll go to the NFC West next. (laughs) That's heady gamesmanship. Uh, But we do need to talk about Kyle Rudolph currently being drafted right outside that elite group of tight ends. You got um, Brock, Kelsey, Olsen, Engram, and Ertz going before him, and Rudolph's kind of like right there at tight end six.
1: I think if he's ignored, I would pick him up as well. I know that I'm usually the guy who never talks about tight ends these ways, but I I don't just go into the draft and say, I'll never pick a tight end. Yeah. Like if people are just going to let me do it, I will. And I think he is, you know, he's the red zone reindeer. He's been, he's been tried and true and he's got a quarterback now who focuses on the tight end, not that he hadn't, but when he had Sam Bradford, a quarterback who focuses on the tight end, man, he was great.
0: 80 plus catches and almost 10 touchdowns in the year he had Sam Bradford. Best year of his career. So It's funny because like he was pretty underused but in his first few years but if you ever saw him in the red zone you would even say he glows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's I think he's going to be awesome this year. Obviously, I had him ranked 5th in my uh tight end rankings and he's think, going in such a uh, like an affordable spot, like 7th, 8th right. round. I
1: think he is a top 5 tight end. I think he should be
0: 5. Yeah, I think I think that he's got an easy path really to get there and he can only go up Go I'm ahead, just, Don. I'm Spit trying. out your I'm next Rudolph trying. joke. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All of the other tight ends used to laugh and call him names, and now they're looking up to him on the rankings. Okay, I'm done. Uh, I, NFC West, Scott, do you have a team you'd like to start with? Uh, Seattle. Cool. I was just, I think they're going to yeah. stink. Yeah. Um, I'm super
1: excited about Doug Baldwin. Still
0: ADP in the third round. It's wild.
1: Pretty much the only guy worth talking about. Um, It's insane that his ADP is that low. He's been a wide receiver one for three years in a row. Um, I I think I was. You can't make that up. I was mock drafting uh, recently, and. I don't know if I've had a mock draft without him. (laughs) <laughs> well that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking like so in like the second just round. Too affordable. In the second round, it's either Gronk or Doug Baldwin for me. If yeah. Gronk what is about available. Adams? Well, I'm coming well, I'm talking about like if I'm drafting it like three.
0: Oh yeah. I yeah, think okay. so Devontae
1: Adams is gone yeah, by this point. Right. So I'm thinking Gronk or Doug Baldwin. Yeah. And in some instances I get both.
0: That's pretty wild. That's just you so You can cool. only hope. Yeah. You know.
1: So it's like David Johnson. Gronk Gronk. And Doug Baldwin,
0: good start. I think that you know the the Russell Wilson Doug Baldwin tutty Buddy combination this this year. Obviously, more than ever is the year to do it. Yeah. Um. You also, his, about, his how, touchdowns regressed a little bit last year. Doug Baldwin's. I'm I'm so, not
1: sure if that's true. I don't know. Is that? I think like they did. Well. Either way, there's no way that they will regress from whatever point they were at last year. No, so many touchdowns have exited that offense. Yeah, yeah. hundred plus red zone targets have exited that offense in Jimmy yeah. Graham and Paul Richardson, and Tyler Lockett, as good as he is, and and uh, what he does is not that. No, no, not at all. So he's a field stretcher. And Doug he's Baldwin. He's in street
0: clothes a lot. <laughs> well, sure. I think that if uh, Rashad Penny, I was Can actually, he could be really, really good this year. That was yeah. one thing I wanted to bring up for the backfield. Is it Rashad Penny or someone else?
1: Rashard Penny, running back 19.
0: Rashad Penny, I think, will be start off in a kind of like, you know, 70 30 split with Carson. But if okay. he proves that he can catch and he can do everything, I think they're just gonna let him run with it. Yeah,
1: because they really do want to return to that. Marshawn Lynch era, yeah. they really want to run the ball. They don't have a very good offensive line so if he can catch, to your point, then he doesn't have to be taken off the field in any yeah. situation because then he can pass block for Russell Wilson, which is uh, quite the job. And I
0: think yeah. they picked him you know, with the intent of him being that so it'll be interesting to see if they give him that shot right yeah. away. Uh, let's go to Arizona because we, uh, we keep Arizona on the DL. David and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I could have made a Curb Your Enthusiasm joke, but I didn't.
1: Well, it's got nothing to do with Arizona.
0: No, it doesn't. So but that, Larry David. Oh, that's better. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm mad <laughs> at that I didn't do it. You should play the music but now. Is it... Uh, I don't
1: know if that was <laughs> exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not even sure what we're talking about anymore. It's a show. No, yeah. I know that, uh, dude. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um,
0: I really feel like, though, with Arizona, it's it's David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, and that's really all I'm targeting. I don't want Sammy Sleeves because he's going to be a guy that I dropped to pick up a quarterback who's healthy. Yeah. And so.
1: No, I'm not I'm not like, using I don't him know unless, who else is there. unless a perfect streaming situation is born. And uh, we love Larry Fitzgerald here. We don't so have to much. wax poetic about it. You today. don't really
0: like him that much, but we do.
1: <laughs> Tom hates. <laughs> well, what was so wide receiver 19. Rashad Penny running back. Oh, yeah, we're getting them all out. Yeah, but I That's say, why I did this. I did say I'd move him up, though. Um, so I think. Technically, he's at like seventeen. Well, we do All a right. rankings update oh, episode yeah, in right. August. Yeah, we will. So, so spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> if I had to throw one guy out there for the Cardinals, it's Christian Kirk. You know, as, oh, as yeah, a possibility, I think that he could a be stash. A, yeah, a big kind of playmaker. I don't even know if you need to draft him though. No, no. he won't be drafted. Let him and go. We, and draft Tom, and him what do you say? Up. You don't draft him. You pick him up. Yeah, because wh-
1: they take so long to yep. come on. Um, you just gotta,
0: you know. Just okay. got to be there when they're ready.
1: Yeah, just I mean, you look if you have a spot to burn and you've got you know someone on your bench who's not doing anything, an older guy, let's say like a Tory Smith or a Mike Wallace, and you see that the Cardinals have a good matchup yeah. where you think Kirk can produce. Just uh, what do we always say in this? Season? A preemptive ad. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that way you're not competing on the waiver wire. Right. You're doing the preemptive ad, and I love that
0: strategy. Let's go to um, let's go to San Fran. Let's Jimmy go, Garoppolo, dude. he's in that mix of like the ninth or 10th quarterback drafted. Um, some people might be taking him as their backup because he's handsome. That's fine. But, again, the Ruts boys don't recommend that. If you're going to draft him, you might as well start him. Um, we love Jarek McKinnon on this podcast as well. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon has grown a lot on Scott, me. Scott, we ended up with him in the mock draft. There, yeah, so. and we actually ended up taking him over Jordan Howard, who I also adore very much this year. But – I don't know. I think McKinnon's upside is crazy. And I I fell in love with the stat that I saw that, like, every running back that uh, Kyle Shanahan has coached that has been like, five nine between the weight of like 205 and like 210 pounds Freeman. and like ran like a 40 time you know like yeah it was like Devontae freeman's like amazing seasons another guy that he coached in like college at like west virginia steve slayton i think oh, his name yeah. was yeah steve slayton was awesome, yeah and now jarek mckinnon and those uh, guys had incredible have, years so was he with the browns for peyton hillis's year i think so yeah. i'd like Madden to see cover. shanahan's
1: yeah. like pr- uh previous girlfriends they're probably all like all carbon copies yeah. of each other. <laughs> yeah. They're all they're all five six between one oh five and one ten, yeah. and weirdly look like Jimmy
0: Garoppolo. <laughs> um, for wide receivers, though, we got Marquise Goodwin, we got Pierre Garcon. They drafted Scott's boy, Pettis. Yeah. Um, are any of those guys currently draftable?
1: Garcon is certainly draftable, but I think it's mostly on his name. Yeah, uh, he doesn't score certainly touchdowns. not on his neck. Poor taste, Donnie. He's he trying, heard it. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. He's trying all right. Yeah, all right? Yeah, he's doing so his best. With him, um, he's a PPR play. It's really nothing more. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, and by a lot, I mean he scores less than five. I don't think he's ever been yeah. really above it's that. It's going to be
0: really interesting to see where the passing touchdowns go I to think, in this offense. I because think a name
1: <laughs> worth mentioning in combination with that comment is George Kittle. Jimmy GK. Yeah, man. I think uh, he was – I know he was used down the stretch in those magic games by Jimmy G. Yeah. And I don't see why he would stray from the plan that he already had success with. Yeah. And um, a tight end has a lot of value to certain people. You see like when Dak came on, he was ignoring Dez even though Dez at the time was – Quote, unquote, in his prime. Yeah. And uh, he was just peppering Wilson – (laughs) or Witten. Yeah. So it's like they have a security blanket. And the tight end is so often that because they just run these drag routes. Right. They're the last read. They're a close read. They're nearby. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
0: I like it. I think that really, you know, as much as I've beat the drum for Dante Pettis already, I think that just the, the fact that Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goodwin both never score touchdowns is makes pettis draftable at least in the last round is like a stash guy or one of those guys like kirk that you might add later in the year but they're gonna have to come from somewhere and th- these receivers that they have just really they've really never proven that And they we can know mckinnon can't get it done in the past game too so i For feel sure. like mckinnon and kittle are gonna be the dependable red zone guys but you're right i think dante pettis has a very foreseeable path to leading the receiving core in touchdowns yeah it's actually possible
1: 100 uh, percent. if i own um jarek mckinnon i would like to take a later round shot
0: on brita yeah yeah okay with, with that, that for sure too yeah. yeah uh let's go to the last team the team that actually made the most noise in the offseason the rams uh we've kind of identified cooper cup as the receiver to draft in that core Woods and Cooks are going ahead of him. Cooks is in that fourth, fifth round range. Woods, I think, is just a little bit behind him, maybe seven, eight. And then Cooper Cup, you can basically get him whenever you want. Which is just unbelievable. Single-digit rounds is fine with me for Cooper Cup if you're playing in a little peep or full peep league. Yeah. Because, like, he just gets that many catches. Well, he's like... And he's got the best nickname in the league. (laughs) The mule, baby. The Moscow mule.
1: (laughs) Well, do people... Let's explain the Moscow Mule nickname just briefly. Well, Scott made it, so yeah. he's
0: got to do it. All right, because um, you drink. Yeah, well, you drink a Moscow Mule out of a Cooper Cup.
1: I'm time. just saying. Yeah, no, we haven't explained
0: yeah. that in a year. Yeah, I guess you're right. It has a been a while. I was like, I, th- I think they know, but all so right. next uh, year we'll, we'll explain it again. Old, too. Right. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Best uh, jokes are the ones that you have to continually explain. Exactly. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the red zone targets, Tom.
1: Yeah, I've said this before, but I mean, it's, it's I think I'm going to have to say it 500 times before we all start drafting here. The only players in the NFL <laughs> the last whole year, league. the whole god darn thing, mm-hmm. that had more red Bad zone targets. Then Cooper Cup were Jimmy Graham and Keenan Allen. Unbelievable.
0: That's it. That's That's the list. That's the
1: whole list. And he plays in the slot, and he catches a lot of balls, gets a lot of targets, so he's going to bail you out in PPR – he
0: lives and in Jared go, Goff's house, like, and then
1: go over the top with touchdowns if he can capitalize
0: yeah. on them, which he did. Full PPR, yeah. this guy is like a monster. No he doubt, WR two. He was my WR two last year. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I was actually going to bring Baldwin that up. Doug Baldwin and him. Yeah, <laughs> you were fine. I've, I've won third place. I should have won and the, the league. And um, you know, one of the things that um, we all should have won. We <laughs> one but of the really things should've. that that we like to bring up is when these guys who catch these short type of passes, they actually benefit from these tougher matchups and the Rams by far have the toughest matchups of anybody in the entire league,
1: especially those outside receivers,
0: especially the outside receivers. And as we've seen looking at strength of schedule, the running game, which, which Ty Gurley actually has the toughest strength of schedule for all running backs this year, which we're not too worried about, obviously. Well, I mean, it's certainly worth bringing up, so I'm glad that you did. Right. But they've got Sean McVay, and I really yeah. I put a lot of faith in him to get Gurley because they know that Gurley makes that offense go. Yeah. If Todd Gurley's you know, chunking him to death, that's what opens up the passing game, the yeah. play action for Goff, gets him comfortable throws to Cooper Cup, gets Woods in space, gets Cooks in space, hopefully, coming into this year. So I think that they're going to be able to scheme despite the bad matchups. I do think that they're going to be able to scheme. I don't think they I think with those tough defenses, it's going to be tougher for them to lead the league in points scored like they did last year, though.
1: Well, what they do is they just pass it to Gurley in those yeah. matchups more. Yeah. So he just bails you out in PPR. So it really doesn't he's like a, he's he's matchup proof, Right.
0: of course. And I yeah. think that that's why we're taking that that one overall. Those all. tough matchups are going to make Cooper Cup matchup proof, too, because he's going to live catching those intermediate passes in those tougher ones, where it's just an easier way for them yeah. to move the chains. Goff's He's, a stream, streamer guy, right? Of course. Yeah. He, streamies. Do you want
1: me to give that one little stat?
0: Let's hear if it. I can remember it off the top match-ups, of my head, he you can do scored, it, I believe, In, in you.
1: positive matchups, where you knew well. In a in not even positive matchups, just, just matchups that positive matchups that weren't negative, like yeah. ones that you would start someone in and not sit them. Obviously, um, he only went under fifteen points one time, and it That's was in it week was. two. Yep, versus right. the Washington Redskins. So before he was even a known commodity. From then on, you could easily predict it. And then sometimes there were good match or bad matchups where he played well. Yeah. But if you're just streaming, you know nothing gained, nothing lost.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right, Tom Easter self. South. All right, Tampa Bay. They are going to stink. <laughs> I'm not. I'm very concerned about them, and I'm very concerned that Jameis Winston will be on a different team next year. The uh, suspension stuff has been murky. With that three games, typically, or, league policy suggests it was supposed to be six. He's not so appealing. So that's suggesting he's not appealing. So it's kind of suggesting that this was negotiated before it was even announced. Yeah. So this is just not a good situation. He's out for the first three games. He's
1: not appealing. Get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's not definitely appe- not appealing this year. He certainly shouldn't be appealing to people who are going to be living the stream at quarterback. Well, he's not going to be available. Well, to maybe later person. on no, this year. No, actually
1: he's very much appealing to me and that is my uh my job description. So I think you can easily Draft Tyrod Taylor and like Jameis Winston if you wanted to roster yeah. two in the beginning. Yep. And ride that out for a long, long time. Yeah. Because you're going to get three good weeks of Tyrod no matter what. Yeah. Even well, if Baker supplants him, you're going to get three out of Tyrod because he's going to last longer than that. And then you get Jameis, which isn't so bad, and neither of them are scary to drop, and you just go back out there and do the same thing again.
0: One of the uh, really interesting stats that I saw as I was doing my my deep dive, and I think I might have brought this up before, actually, is that if you combine the numbers that Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick put up last year, they would have actually led the league in passing yards. So this is a team that's going to throw a lot. They're going to be losing a lot. And I could see Jameis Winston coming back and being like a new age Blake Bortles, where they're getting crushed. And it's not until halftime that he starts putting up the numbers when the game is over. But, you know, in fantasy, we don't really care too much about that. Speaking of which, uh, with the suspension, Mike Evans ADP is probably going to start sliding. How low does he go? before he becomes a must draft at his 80 pick. I mean, I see him all the way at the back end of the second round right now and even creeping into the front end of the third. And I think if you see him in the third round, he's very much worth the pick as a guy who could finish in the top three at the position he's two years removed from a wide receiver three season yeah
1: yeah i think i think his ceiling is actually wide receiver one just yeah. because of the, the way he gets it done in the target share that he actually uh reaps and
0: you want to talk about a positive game script for a receiver he might have the most positive yeah. one for yeah. that big of a yeah. receiver of, of anyone. he's
1: that team is one of four teams to your point before scotty with over 600 passing attempts in the season right um one of four
0: deshaun jackson draftable um mm. Chris Godwin, you're
1: just going to have him on your bench, and it's it just might burn spots for someone with a little bit more potential. And then we've got, of course, he's the ultimate home run ball. I have a I have a hypothetical sort of thing for you guys. Do you think Charles Sims is actually going to take third down work, or do you think Ronald Jones is going to pretty much be that third down back?
0: I'd want to say by the end of the year, it's Jones's show. I think that it's going to be Jones's show by obviously earlier in the year, as as I've said. I think that he's actually going to be, you know, he's he's not labeled as the starter right now. I think it's just a more, a for, more of a formality. Well, yeah, you don't want to just hand it. it to anybody. Right. And they're in a clear rebuilding mode, so I think it's in their best interest to give a guy yeah. who they put a lot of draft capital into, to give him as much reps as possible. It's a guy I'm really excited for still. And if he shows his capability as a receiver, you know, he's not coming off yeah. the field. So Sims, I think, could take work from him, but... It's to a point with Sims where it's like
1: he's often injured as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like it's like an on again, off again girlfriend. Like yeah. you know, they, they know with they, Shanahan, you know <laughs> what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Cambrate OJ Howard, is it is it murky enough that we're just avoiding both of them yet? Um, I
1: think this suspension will help uh, their draft stock in that they won't really be drafted. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna be streamers then. So as long as that pool gets nice and you know crowded. Then that is music to my ears for the guys that don't fall. Like, yeah. you know, I'll take those guys, those Jimmy Grahams, those Kyle Rudolphs, those Trey Burtons, but they have to fall. Yeah. Because if they don't fall, I've got a a great a safety stream. net of just all these guys yeah. that choose yeah. You're to fishing in the stream. Yeah. I'm
0: not scared of Cameron Brate at all. No. I, and in mock drafts, I've I've had no problem taking him in the thirteenth round. You know, okay. so like. That's but where I'm at so, with, with He's ended. so
1: uh, inextricably linked with Jameis Winston and their success is so much together. Like you yeah, can see, we've mentioned yeah. it before, the first game back versus the Packers when Jameis was hurt and he comes back. It's like an insane game, multiple touchdowns, yeah, yeah. all these yards, and the Packers were... Like, good against the tight, end, last good against year, the yeah. tight end, right? So for sure. It's just uh, it's it's, it's
0: except for tight ends who are coming off of injury. What's great they about had a huge problem with that. What's apparently. really good about Bray, though is that he really doesn't come off the field. So yeah. even with a backup quarterback, he's just out there for so long that well, he, he normally catches three or four balls, and that can get you through a week.
1: Lunchbox guy.
0: Yeah. Carolina, Cam. He's in like the he's in that that same zone that like Stafford and Garoppolo are in, where he's not one of the first five taken, but. Scott, we brought it up. He's n- almost never not been a QB one.
1: He's like the sixth guy taken, though, I feel like. Isn't yeah, he
0: creeps up. up. I think he he's starting to creep up a little a little higher than those guys. No, I don't think he's well, in the, the top. Well, they must be listening. F- I to don't us. think he's in the top five, though. No. I think he should be. Yeah, I, I would I think his upside, obviously, is just so much higher than everyone else's. And the situation and what the way that this team is kind of going it looks like everything's moving in the right direction for them and when you get that you get happy cam and as you guys know when you get happy cam you get yeah, tugs. Must see television.
1: you become a happy camper
0: oh yeah that's a speaking good one speaking of which uh with tugs CJ Anderson the man who coined the term is now in that backfield with Christian McCaffrey i think they're both draftable if you can get the right price on uh Christian McCaffrey at the end of the second beginning of the third and then CJ you can kind of get him for free
1: yeah, not necessarily. And it's not free, a handcuff situation. It, yeah, but it, it, it almost is in the way that if Christian McCaffrey or him went down, that they're just going to be overloaded with work. Yeah. So it's. It is, in my opinion, kind of a handcuff situation. Even though right from the jump they're going to have different right. tendencies, so okay. it's a weird one. It's yeah. not a it's not a standard one, that's for sure. Um, I'm definitely excited about the prospects of DJ Moore. I think he comes into that Steve but Smith will role. You draft him. Yeah, I mean he's he's really not getting a lot of love in the draft boards. Free. He's free. So yes, I, I I might, even though my you know my sort of thinking of that the
0: rookie. T- receivers Uh, receivers to just wait on it. Rules are made to be broken. So Ron Rivera has been quoted saying... In
1: my deeper leagues, let's say. In my 12 mans, I will do that.
0: All right. Ron Rivera quoted saying that they want Christian McCaffrey to get 200 carries this year. And if he gets 200 carries, you can basically book him for 80 catches. (laughs) He's going to start to reach a touch level that will put him in... An elite running back type of category. Like if he gets two, if he gets two hundred carries and eighty receptions, that's almost three hundred total touches. That's like David Do- Johnson, Le'Veon tier. Bell. Yeah, that's God tier. here. So this might be the last year that you can pick Christian McCaffrey in the third round before he starts going in that higher end RB one. Well,
1: range. God, does my dynasty team hope that's true? Yeah. yeah, for sure. But back to the Cam Newton thing and the last note. I guess uh, Greg Olson, of course. Yeah, I think we love him. Yeah, but he's going to be expensive. I, I would just like to say that if people are worried about his health, he never missed games. Before Remember this. our
0: first mock when he was in like going off in like the seventh round, and yeah. we were like, "Oh, dude, I'm going to have Greg Olson in all my leagues." And now it's like he's, he's like back two, up. three rounds earlier. Yeah, yeah but
1: so I, I I think people know that he's yeah. not injury prone. I mean, he tried to come back last year, but the 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 team just wasn't on track. Um, I think Cam Newton is only going outside the top five by the way because of Deshaun Watson and. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. right and I think it's kind of a mistake to buy the hype on those guys too much as as far as
0: in your draft especially when Scott you get loves Cam a couple rounds later
1: Scott loves Watson but I do. are you gonna have him
0: all over the place most likely nowhere exactly you know for as much as I like him I probably won't have him anywhere and we're that's my a, whole point we're gonna yeah. have a fun discussion about the Texans uh in the AFC episode next week yeah because their schedule is looking like a cakewalk. Dude. it's all over the place yeah um can we move on or anybody no, anything yeah. last on the Panthers? Let's go to the Falcons. Um, Freeman, second, third round. Julio, actually Julio into the second round from what we've seen so far, which kind is interesting. Of deservedly. Yeah, it's fair. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's reasonable. How many touchdowns did he score? Three. Right. Uh, yeah, how, many, how many rings does LeBron have? He has not he three. Will have, have, feels like both of them should have more. I was going to say he will have more. Julio, Julio Jones, the LeBron James of football. That probably doesn't check out. Move on. <laughs> Please, Julio hasn't me. had Julio <laughs> hasn't had ten touchdowns in the last two years combined. So he can't be picked in the first round. He can't be trusted in the first round. What I think a lot of people are just choosing to forget is that Devontae Freeman had double digit touchdowns basically every year of his career besides last year. And I think that if you can get him in the second round, if you or if you're going like with a running back heavy strategy and he's your running back too. Hopefully. Then you are loaded. Up. Yes.
1: Yeah, and Julio Jones did have red zone targets. Yeah. He's on that list with uh, Cooper Cup. I think he had 19 red zone targets. So it's he's plenty. he's getting them. He's just not capitalizing on them for whatever reason. He dorked that one, if you remember, and um, it's just.
0: Oh, he dorked one.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mohammed Sanu is looking interesting because yeah. of the. You know, they, they go out there and they draft Ridley. I don't think he'll be an immediate impact just because Sanu has been so reliable for yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. So it's like. If people are going to discount Sanu, I think I could be interested in that. I think Ridley's kind of going to play more in that
0: like deep guy Gabriel yeah. type of role anyway, so yeah. it, it shouldn't like affect Sanu at all. Ridley's yeah, entrance yeah. into the offense. Tevin think- Coleman always an interesting guy because he always sinks in drafts. Yeah, but he's a super talented guy who you know is one bell-ringing of Devontae Freeman away from possibly starting... Being a bell and cow. Being the, ...from being a bell cow for at least two weeks. And so... The crazy thing is with him, with Tevin Coleman, is that he doesn't even need that to produce, like, an RB1, no. as he's proven in his past. Him and Devontae Freeman were both RB1s in the in the Kyle Shanahan heyday. I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but Tevin Coleman makes some really big plays, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, he can really, like, get out in the open I'm really interested go. in him. Like, yeah. uh, there's not a lot of guys that you can get in the eighth ninth tenth round that have the proven track record the big play capability the ability to run and receive like tevin coleman
1: he may go a little higher than that
0: a little but it's not much yeah that's true tom do you think you were a year early on austin hooper
1: no i think i was right
0: on yeah so he'll be (laughs) he did okay last year yeah like he
1: broke out yeah he didn't not break out so does he
0: continue that then this year sorry
1: uh, yeah, I think he's useful in the, in the right matchup, and yeah. that's all it comes down to, baby. Week yeah. one in my Fanduel, he's probably the, the absolute minimum and three forty-eight one, baby. Yeah,
0: um, I, I love that touchdown he scored that week. Matt Monty. Ryan's streaming option, of course, in positive course. matchups, um, we think that he will go back to closer to his MVP form than he was. Yeah, I think uh, he's. I think he's even draftable. Yeah, we will move on now to the New Orleans Saints. Loaded, always loaded. Ever since Breeze and Peyton got there, they've been a yep. fantasy factory. Uh, for me it's Breeze Breezes is and Camaro very affordable.
1: What? Breezes in Camaro.
0: Yeah, Breezes <laughs> <and> in <Kimura>, Camaro, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, like Alvin Camaro is going to have the keys for the four weeks that Mark Ingram's gone. Uh, does he And even- he shall feast. He he shall be He, he is- will rumble. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. And it will be awesome. Yeah. Him and Michael Thomas have been working out together through basically all of June. Uh, so that's been cool to see on their their respective Instagram stories. I think Michael Thomas is in for a huge year. Yeah, and he's going like back end round one, early round two. He could be a league winner. He's going to cost
1: year. you a lot. Yeah,
0: but I think he's going to be worth it, maybe and then some. Yeah,
1: you guys picked him in the mock draft, and I, yeah. I did like it. I think. Uh, I think he's an awesome guy to pair with someone who's a little more risky. So, if yeah. you did get Michael Thomas in the back end and then you get like a
0: solid running back, right? And you get another maybe running like back Hill somewhere Hill down the road. Third. Yeah.
1: Then you get like these guys who can like absolutely blow up. Yeah. It's just an like awesome yeah. tandem. But to you have still have
0: course. Michael Thomas's consistency and week his, in and, week and, out, his, his and his ability to pop, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do we think that maybe they rely a little bit more on michael thomas in the red zone with mark ingram out for those first 4 weeks. sure, hope
1: so. I don't think that it's just that. I think it's really the whole season because they there's basically no way they will have the number 1 running back in fantasy and the number 3 running back in fantasy again. Yeah. 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 Very true. Even though I mean that didn't that wasn't how the season ended. Obviously Todd Gurley was the number 1, but, yeah, but for I mean, so they long were both they had so close to the, they were, they were both, both in the top, top, top 5. Yeah. 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 And something. I, I that just uh Insane thing that I'm not sure will happen when you have Drew Brees like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Drew you're Brees, bound for regression To mention, once again, a, a guy I like. Um, yeah, his, yeah. He's kind of getting a little disrespected for what you've gotten out of Drew Brees in the past in drafts. You yeah. used to have to spend, you know, th- the third to fifth round pick. And now you're really starting to see some value on him. Yeah. Stacking
0: um, Drew Brees with his best receiver has never yeah. been this affordable.
1: Is his best receiver Alvin Kamara, though? Yeah. Probably.
0: Oh, it might be.
1: Yeah. Either way. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> there are some
0: teams that I've actually been thinking about that strategy like well, stacking Kam- with the pass catching running back. If you take away and-
1: all of Alvin Kamara's uh rushing stats, yeah. he was a wide receiver too. <laughs>
0: of course he was. That's just how the dude amazing. That's just how he rolls. Um Benjamin Watson going back to Week New Orleans for what might be his uh his final contract. He's like right on that line between like startable and streamable for me. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it before I say, oh, like Ben Watson is an every week starter, but he was when he was in New Orleans a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and he plays the Browns week two. So once you add him there, maybe don't drop him. Yeah. You know, just a speculative ad, a preemptive ad. I
0: like, yeah, I like Watson a lot this year. But you don't
1: have to draft him. No. No, you don't. What do we say? You draft Austin Severian Jenkins versus the Giants week one or Vance yep. McDonald. Right. Yep. Vance
0: McDonald week one against the Browns. Yeah. And then yeah, you against drop the Browns, him for I Watson against the Browns. There you go. Yeah,
1: and then you keep Watson because we think he's got some upside in it. Yeah.
0: yeah, we keep him we yeah. we have a wait and see week and then <laughs> yep, you know, exactly. if he screws up the next week, he's done. Yep. All right.
1: Cameron Meredith.
0: I like him a lot as a late round guy. He might be like my late round flyer guy. I think I, like I prefer
1: i prefer Willie Sneed.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: In a in a cruel, ironic twist, there (laughs) are some you (laughs) know. As much as I love Cam Meredith now on the Ravens,
0: there are some guys that uh, I like kind of more than him. I think Ted Ginn is still going to be heavily. You got to keep your eye on Ted Ginn and Fanduel. I think he's still going to be heavily utilized in the offense enough to take the shine away from Meredith having enough to be annoying. Yep, always for him. Uh, All right, the NFC East. Let's start with Dallas. Zeke's back. He's a top half of the first round. Type talent. Uh, he's That offensive line is still very much intact. He's going to eat. Right? So much eating. Yeah, Put on the to, bib. Yeah. As long is as the line soup soup is intact that he's spooning. In that thing, it's, I think yeah. it's cereal.
1: It's tuds.
0: Okay. It's, tuds. Yeah, it's tuds. He's eating up tuds. He's eating up yards. He's eating up defenders. He's awesome. I'll tell you who my other, actually, my actual favorite cowboy is this year. Ooh. Insane draft value right now on Alan Hearns. Hmm. Guy was paid. Like, to guy was paid to be a WR1. He's been the clear-cut WR1 in camp. Runs a lot of similar Hashtag routes to what, you know, Dak doesn't like going deep. He likes throwing those little quick slants and outs and type of that. That's Alan Hearns' bread and butter. This is a match made in heaven, and you can get him in the 13th yeah. round. It's
1: wow. an, it's an insane value. I, I completely agree. And um, if, I don't want to say hopefully, but if his uh value actually matches what it should be come draft day, right? And he's a little more expensive, and you start to feel uncomfortable. A guy to look for totally is Michael Gallup. Yep. Yeah, the rookie. Great all he has to do is there. really beat out, uh, yeah, Gallup on the Cowboys. That's a great fit. Yeah, all all he has to do is really beat out Cole Beasley in the slot. And um, what?
0: Cole Beasley's a rapper now.
1: Yeah, well, he's too distracted. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, well, Michael <laughs> Michael Gallup is is ready to take on that role. I don't. Maybe not week one. Maybe no. not week two. Whatever. But a, in a PPR function, he could he could wind up being a Cooper Cup and oh, yeah. a ceiling yeah. of like a Doug Baldwin. Those mm-hmm. guys. You know, so I'm always interested in those slot receivers who have uh, red zone prowess. And there's just no one there, so I just have to give him red zone prowess.
0: Right. Is Dak a streaming target for you guys this year?
1: Um. Yes, because I don't think he's really going to be drafted all over the place. Yeah. I don't think he has been
0: really. For and the most he has
1: part. a uh, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown ability. Yeah. in which
0: it, he gets it's hard like to at ignore. least six rushing touchdowns. He you can know, join Cam Newton as the first, as the second quarterback ever, uh, with. I think three straight seasons of six rushing six. touchdowns. Correct. And he, so you know Hopefully he hits it. And he'll Pretty have cool. Zeke for the whole year that will help him out. And, you know, I think he doesn't really necessarily need that big type of X receiver. You he know, didn't that even throw it to him. Yeah, he didn't even yeah. really throw it at this. One of the things I'm really interested for though in this offense, one more thing, is the tight end. Who's going to be the tight end? Seems like it's not going to be Rico Gathers. Well, it's it's got to be someone, is my yep. point, and the target share in that offense for the past fifteen years from Jason Witten needs to be filled by someone. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not saying it's gonna be filled fully by a tight end, but in that offense, Jason Witten's been a fantasy starter for over a decade. Yeah. So you could it might just be you can plug someone in, and all of a sudden they're just an automatic TE. One. Yeah. All right, let's go to Washington. A. Hey, Smitty, your I'm boy excited. Scott. Yeah. He's like this he, is a this is a tough one to read though yeah this is uh it could it be is. great the signs every piece is like yeah it could be pretty good but eh, yeah. who knows the schedule signs point in the right direction yeah. you know they, it seems like they have a pretty favorable schedule especially favorable toward the quarterback and the passing game so. Not really toward the run either, so it seems like they might actually might be, have to wait a year on Darius guys then. Maybe uh, the
1: thing is, is though, is that last year the teams in their division were so bad, like the, there's no way the Giants will be as bad as they were last year. So those those projections are considering them to be trash. Same with the Cowboys. Right. So you know they lose Zeke, they lose all this shit. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> how can they be that bad? And that's that's a that's an X four right there. You know, into the. I agree with you there the for sure, but I, I'm definitely psyched on uh, Darius. Guys, uh, the hype train is full steam ahead. Oh, I'm yeah. hearing so much stuff. Yeah, um, n- stuff that I knew, stuff that I didn't know. Yeah, uh, the, it's la- an enlightening time. The latest one that I heard is, um, it, it's some SEC running stat, and the only running back he's behind was Bo
0: Jackson. <laughs> Good company,
1: but that's like you can make it so mi- by saying that it's you can't. Just call him Bo Jackson. Jackson you're, just setting,
0: you're just setting him up for, for too high of a comparison. Yeah. But I but, think that he will live up to a certain extent of it. Um but getting back to, you know, this passing game, which I'm actually growing a lot on for for Washington, is that no name Paul. There's just Paul Richardson, uh, Chris Thompson is still going at like a super affordable round, even in full PPR types of uh mocks that I've been doing, he's still, you know, not even a starter you're drafting him as. Yes, great, which he was last year. Great zero R B candidate. Yeah, and all these signs to me are just pointing to like Alex Smith, just game managing the heck out of these games <laughs> and just really putting together strong performances. I think I'm going to be drafting him in my leagues yeah. as my starter. Does that make Jordan Reed assistant to the regional manager? <laughs> if he could stay healthy, you know, he's just, he's such a wild card. This if he year. stays healthy, I will give him one shrewd buck. <laughs> <laughs> um, the giants, um, Saquon, who's first? Love him. He's going to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of getting to the middle to front end of the first round. yeah. He's is there gonna, a point where it's too too risky to take Saquon that high wait or till no? Just his first preseason game when he rips off like a 60-yard yeah, and They should
1: barely even play him, man.
0: Yeah, I know. They probably won't. but
1: They, they should play him, though, but they barely should. Like yeah, yeah. He's going to be just, like Leonard Fournette when he's like, yeah, it looked slow out there. Yeah. Slower <laughs> than I thought. Yeah. You know, so.
0: And we know how well it worked out for Fournette last year. Yeah. Uh, more on that in the AFC episode next week. But um, Pat Shermer is the head coach at the Giants now. He really did a great job ushering Dalvin Cook into the league. Yeah. Well, now he gets who the Giants GM considers to be a Hall of Fame-level talent before once, so, snap. That is
1: exactly what I wanted to bring up. Uh, you look at the Vikings offense, the success of yeah. someone like Jarek McKinnon, who generally didn't succeed in most of his career. Yeah. And then just went bonkers when they started throwing him the ball. Yeah. So if you can give that boost to a guy who's already been in the league for a while, imagine what you can do with Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's a day one carp launch, full access, three down back, and there's no way he doesn't get 300 touches if he stays healthy all year. The team is going to improve. The team gets to play some sensitive teams. I mean, he can really beat up the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. He can probably beat. Do
0: some damage to the Redskins as well. It's funny. Like the Giants were two and fourteen last year and they're one of two teams that are gonna have two guys with a first round ADP. Them, yeah. the Steelers, and depending on what happens with Michael Thomas, maybe the Saints. Well, yeah. it goes to show you wild.
1: Know, it, it, there's these tiebreakers in fantasy, like when you're trying to make a decision. And uh, is he on a really good team? Is he a, is he on a winning team? And you right. think about that with running backs. But when it's these new age running backs who catch so many passes or just receivers in general. It just doesn't like, even matter what kind on of team they're If you're on a bad on. team, it's almost better. Yeah, yeah. If because you're if a full full you're not going to come lead. off the field, then there's no there's right. no worry for me. No.
0: Um, speaking of the first-round ADP, Odell. Um are we comfortable with it? Do we take him? Or is he I'm, a target? I'm still so comfortable with it. I've, yeah.
1: I've seen a lot of uh, Odell hate on the TL, and uh, you know, not
0: when I'm hashtag scrolling through my feed.
1: I, and Odell hate qualifies as like saying he's like the tenth best player in fantasy. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, not no, for me. That's that's no, hard. not that's for me either. He yeah. scores way too many Tuds. Yeah. yeah, he's the a touchdown, touchdown floor thing that you brought up when we were talking about him in the wide receiver rankings was spot on. Yeah, he, yeah. he scores far opening, too many really. touchdowns
1: yeah. to to not be considered an elite talent. I don't care that he hurt his ankle. He's like a super hard worker. He's gonna be out there and he's gonna put his uh his little heart and his little soul. One of the guys but I like. What
0: about the boat? <laughs> He was on a boat, Tom. <laughs> I I like the the other guy on the boat this no year, Sterling Shepard actually. Um I think that between Evan Ingram and Odell and Saquon Evan Ingram wasn't on the boat. There's so there's so much attention going to everyone else <laughs> that Sterling Shepard might just be like, Hey, over here, I'm wide open. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's even looking yeah. at me, you know? So if he can stay healthy, he, and he's, he's good guy. too. Like he's actually he's a good receiver. He's put up monster games. He had yeah. huge games just last season. If you, yeah, played him,
1: if you played him down the stretch, like in like December time, in you, were FanDuel, rewarded. You, he was you were killing it. You were caking. Yeah. So,
0: so I think that he's very much capable. And I think that he's like in a situation like, juju smith schuster kind of is for the steelers where there's two players on his team that are so dynamic that he's forced to be put into single coverage where he could really have a big year all right now to wrap it up with the super bowl champs the philadelphia eagles we have talked ad nauseum about the ground game and doug peterson's seemingly lack of willingness to commit to one guy however jji going in the fifth sixth round as a flex consideration kind of guy, that's very affordable to me. Oh yeah, at this especially day, for a guy who could really be like like I said before, the guy who salts away these games
1: for Philadelphia. At this day, at this time, I'm still a J.I. Jai fan. Um, I'm hearing you know a lot of J.I. Jai disrespect on the TL. Yep, yeah, yep. Yep. And, and when I hear that, it's it's way more severe than the than the Odell. A hearsay. No question. They're saying, oh, this is the guy that I don't want to have on my team at all. I'm avoiding JJ at all costs. Pish posh. Corey Clement, Corey Clement, Corey Clement. I love it's, him It's too, so but... funny because it's like people are using the same... They're saying, oh, Doug Peterson doesn't just use one running back. Okay. So, so then, then why is he going to use Corey Clement? Yeah, this only, is why he's only going to use Corey <laughs> Clement now.
0: anyone else <laughs> <laughs> in the league anymore. <laughs> so I'm so
1: sick of that and obviously he's a... He's a he's, he can... Do exactly what Derrick Henry did last year, probably to a T. Just, like you said, salt away games, break out big plays in the fourth quarter. And if he has someone there to keep his energy about him, then his little knee ailments will not be such a big deal. I'll tell you what I'm sick of. He's a young man. I think he'll be 25 this year. Yeah, he might yeah. be 24 right now. Happy birthday, JJ, whenever it rolls around. <laughs> uh, I'm still in on it. I think he's a prime candidate to fall in drafts. I love guys like that. Don, you got to just, you know, you keep the smacking bottle. the I water get. bottle. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm a fidgeter. I don't know what to do. Put, well, get to put a it fidget down. spinner <laughs> with a silencer on it. <laughs> I don't Um, think they're at that high high grade yet. Not yet. (laughs) One of the things that I think is crazy about the Eagles is that the only overvalued player in fantasy is Carson Wentz, coming off a torn ACL. Where, like Alshon Jeffrey, when he was on the Bears, used to get drafted as a WR one. You can get him as a WR two. Whenever you want, right now. But you know, you can get him in the fourth round, and he, you know, he's in a ten times better situation than he's ever been in. Nelson Aguilar was lighting the world on fire last year. You can get him for free. Zach Ertz is a, a little high, but the same thing with Jai. S- he's on a he's, Super
1: Bowl team. He's where high, but he's just he's so he's rock solid though. You know, you, yeah. you
0: know what you're getting with him, and you know now you get now you look at Jai, a guy who was getting twenty carries, salting away playoff games where they were just beating up on great teams. You know, you can kind of expect that to continue. So I like a giant, I like everybody Yeah, for a running back in the yeah. fifth
1: round that I don't have to start every week. I think I'll just pick the weeks that the Eagles are going to win. Yeah. I don't think that's that hard with the Super Bowl no. champions.
0: No. And, and you know, your draft doesn't stop in round five. Like, you're going to pick other running backs, too, that you can pair with a Jai, yeah. like you just said. And, and also, if and they don't win,
1: it doesn't mean JJ doesn't score. Well, that, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too.
0: And it's also completely proven that it can be done with yeah. their backup quarterback. You know, there's there can be parts going in and out of the offense, and it could still function. So I think I'll tell that you what, the Eagles' offense is great. I agree with you guys about Zach Ertz, but in no way, realm of existence am I taking Ertz over Travis Kelsey this year and in both of our mock drafts it's happened yeah it and has. I cannot wrap my head around it well so uh, I, I I, that's just my personal opinion I love Ertz there's no he's, Eagles. G- he's a great consolation prize for if people do pull the trigger too early on Kelsey and you were you know trying to fill that tight end spot as soon as possible which we've told you a million times you don't have to do that at all but if you're really desperate and but like, like I said I'm taking Kelsey before I take Ertz 10 times out of 10.
1: Yeah, I probably won't own him at all. Um, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't <laughs> Either I mean, of them? It doesn't mean that I don't think he's very good. He owns yeah. the middle of the fields for that team. Nelson Aguilar is pretty good in the middle of the field as well, but he's starting to be a little bit more of a field stretcher. They do acquire Mike Wallace, yep. which is a sneaky play. But, him in and he's
0: free too.
1: Yeah. And he's he's arguably a better uh, Torrey Smith who they had in that role. Yeah, so they, yeah I think they,
0: it's just a – uh, you know, a, a fill-in for that position. Yeah. So yeah. I don't expect too much from Wallace, but yeah. he'll stretch the field and give Nelson and uh, and Alshon in the gang room to. Uh, yeah, everything's in snake its place. place. Their yeah. offense yep. is nice and set up. So. And I just, you know, yeah, hats off to him. you. Know him. we like that. Shout too. out
1: Darren Sproles.
0: Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll get some touchdowns in this year. You know that. Yeah. We need him. We need him back in the league. So and you could
1: always he's he's in.
0: He, I know, but like I'm just saying. Oh, we're happy to not have, have. Not him. having him last year was yeah, awful. Got you. And Darren Sproles, Super Bowl champion.
1: That being said, with Darren Sproles, um, you can always do worse than the Philadelphia Eagles defense in a pinch.
0: Yeah, because Sproles can bail you out with a nice kicker. They're going to be turn. like the, one of the top five drafted defenses, though, I would say, with with the addition of NADA and the way that they were yeah. down the stretch. They're, they're going to be a tough defense to pick in drafts. Well, Michael they'll Bennett, get dropped right, yeah. eventually. Yeah, um, But I anyway, I'll do. <laughs> uh, so that'll wrap up our NFC team previews. Like we said, we will be back with the AFC uh, next week, hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think, at RutsFF on Twitter. Scott is at WagsFF. Tom is at Hillierff. I am at Y. So serious. Um, do you guys want me to start plugging your burner accounts, too? Or, or, I think we should fire
1: some up. I think we should actually create some. Yeah, mine's yeah. Buzz My
0: Concho. <laughs> is, that, is that a buddy? <laughs> no. Maybe so check out scott's burner account i guess uh we're also on instagram at ruts FF. uh we'll be posting some memes some some fun things and uh god knows what else hopefully eventually tom will be able to use that very nice ruts border to announce where des bryant signs shade if oh. we ever
1: <laughs> oh no i i see what you're saying yeah yeah guys. No, no, no i, I, I meant <laughs> that You, <did>, you know, am <laughs> like not <laughs> using the border enough which no I, no <laughs> you don't have to that's the, that's all i'm saying
0: use a damn border tom yeah and the j Cole me of course got does anybody want to say anything else before <laughs> I say keep scoring nice okay keep scoring. <laughs>